Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We've talked before about authoritarianism. Uh, We've talked about dictatorships. But today I want to talk about one in particular, and that is North Korea. And Look, there's a lot of oppressive governments. Honestly, all of them are oppressive. Uh, But North Korea, I think, might be probably the most horrific dictatorship we've seen in our modern day, Uh, second only to maybe China. Uh, In North Korea, the people basically have no freedom. They have no concept of individual thought. Uh, They're taught to think in terms of collectivism. Uh, rather than than themselves individually, uh, they're taught to like literally blindly follow their leader Kim Jong Un, uh, who is the son of the old leader Kim Jong Il. But before we get into that, uh, Brittany, maybe you can talk about how did Korea get divided into two countries? Like we have a North Dakota and a South Dakota, right? <laughs> or things like that. But how did North Korea and South Korea get split? Yeah, and it's funny because we don't actually call it South Korea. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, we just call it Korea. So like, it's it's interesting to me because we do call it North and South Dakota. But okay, so after World War II, which is a war uh, that we'll be going into in more depth in later episodes, but um, when Japan sur- surrendered, they had had control over what was all of Korea during the war. And then when they lost, uh, it was divided between the Soviets, which is now like Russia area, but it was called the Soviet Union back then, and the U.S. So each side was kind of claiming to be the rightful Korean government. So we had the U.S., you know, we had one side, Soviets had this other, and and it actually ended up leading to the Korean War. And I think this is interesting because the Korean War is something you hear about in history class, but no one ever really talks about what it is. Hmm. Usually they kind of breeze over, Vietnam is a little bit more discussed, but there's the Korean War, there's a couple others where they just kind of, oh yeah, that war happened, but they don't tell you what happened because of it and why it happened. So that's how the Korean War came about. And there was actually no clear winner. If you're a chess player, you know what's called a stalemate. That's when there is no winner and you can't move the pawns anymore. So that's what happened. There was a stalemate and the country ended up staying divided. So North Korea became this dictatorship. Well, you know, we just call Korea, but it's actually South Korea. They adopted adopted more like Western economic social uh, policy. So they're they're more like America in in their you know capitalistic views, and and they're definitely more socially open than than a, a communist country would be. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what life is like in North Korea to the extent that we know. It's a very yeah. closed down. Um, country in fact i have this shirt that my uh, friend uh, tim Chermack made oh, for, for his marketing company and it's it's this uh on the front of the shirt it's got korea like the full korea north and south and it's a satellite picture of korea at at night uh when everything is dark except for just the lights that you can see from the surface of the earth and in north korea they're everywhere. So all on the shirt, right? All these little like white dots, basically just everything's kind of lit up from people, you know, stores, homes, backyards, all these types of things. And in North Korea, there's like two or three tiny little dots and everything else is just dark. And, uh, and it shows you the destruction of communism, right? The, the abundance that is created with capitalism, with a free market, um, these countries started at the same point, right before this war, yep. and then they went on two very diverging paths. And one is just in in poverty, uh, 
um, and one embraced, as you say, kind of these Western economic policies, free market ideals, or you know, mostly free market, and uh, that's led to a lot of abundance. And you know, life in North Korea, I mean, it's it's horrible. Like, it's hard not to get emotional when you hear the stories of people who have managed to escape. Uh, I mean, for the families out there, you know, you can Google Yanmi Park. We'll we'll uh, link to a story or two about her on our show notes page. Uh, she's someone uh, that has kind of come into our movement and, and shares her story and the importance of freedom. And so uh, she's a, a really important voice to help us understand what North Korea is like. She escaped North Korea with her mother to China and had to withstand oppression once more in China until she was able to make it to the U.S. And just the brutal conditions uh, that, that she lived in, her story is incredible. Um, and, and now she shares it. I remember watching a video, I think it was on the Dave Rubin show uh, just uh, recently, where she was talking about how when she escaped, someone asked her what her favorite color was. Hmm. And she shares how the question to her was weird because she had never been asked before. She wasn't really allowed or encouraged to have favorites because that's an individualist type of thing. And, and, you know, what, what book do you like or what's your favorite movie, right? These things were foreign to her. She, her brain did not work that way. She had to like retrain her brain to accept that, you know, she could consider those types of thoughts that she could have favorites. And it just shows to what degree the schools, for example, in North Korea are, are engaged in this propaganda fight in molding these little kids to be, uh, to, to think a completely different way, to not think about themselves, to only think about the collective. Uh, it's, it's almost like it's a dystopian story. And sadly, it's the reality for a lot of people. It's almost so much worse because, again, like you said, it's real. Uh, there was a really good podcast she was on with Jordan Peterson. She's been on a few lately. I've noticed like she goes on this, like there's like a, a track record of or like a, she goes on a streak of doing all these interviews. And she went on a Jordan Peterson one and talked about just how horrific her upbringing was, but that she didn't know it was horrific. And, and she talks about how skinny and how mm. malnourished everyone is there. But you don't know that you're malnourished if you don't know what somebody who isn't malnourished looks like, right? You yeah. don't know that there are people who aren't starving unless you you know that that exists. And it, the propaganda, we've talked about propaganda a lot of times in North Korea is unlike anything else because they don't get any other information in because there's like, what do they call it? The line of demarcation or something that separates them from, from South Korea. You can't get any information into North Korea. So when someone tells you something, that is what you take as the gospel truth. So there is no way to second guess that. So, I mean, they are taught that Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il were, were essentially gods. There is no religion in North Korea, but if there were, it would be the state, which is terrifying. So there's even like beliefs that like the sun created them and they just kind of like, it, it's so absurd that you and I think nobody would believe that. But when you don't get any other information, how would you know to second guess it? We don't know that because we, we're very fortunate. The other thing that is kind of makes you laugh, but it's it's the sad truth of the matter. Um, everything is so micromanaged that you can't even get a haircut unless the haircut is government approved. So there's like a list of I don't remember how many, but like five or six haircuts for each gender. And if you get a different haircut, like you will be sent to prison. You will never see your family again. And it's almost laughable to us because it's like, oh, that's no big like well, that's so silly. But that is what happens. This is the kind of horrific circumstances people in North Korea are, are living under. 
Well, and, and of course, like, you know, there's no tourism. It's not like we can go yeah. hop on a plane and be like, although, who was it? Some like, people Dennis, have. Dennis Rodman went, you Dennis know. Dennis Rodman did Vice, uh, and I would, I'm not going to link to the Vice interview, or actually, it might be family friendly, but I'm not going to link to it. Um, but somebody snuck a camera in, a Vice reporter. This was maybe 15 years ago. Pretty shocking. But since they knew an American journalist was coming, they like pretended there was food. <sighs> but like, they never saw it. Like, there would be like dishes with covered, like covered dishes. But they never saw what was under the covered dishes because there was no food. Mm. So it was all like a ruse. But that is a very interesting video of somebody sneaking a camera into North Korea. I, I'm i familiar with one or two organizations in South Korea where what they'll do is they'll go to the the border, that line of demarcation or yep. whatever it is, uh, the demilitarized zone. In the yes, demilitarized zone. And um, and they'll launch these like weather balloons or these these big balloons with uh, supplies that they then have those balloons float over the border. And there's some kind of little mechanism uh, that releases and, and starts to deflate the balloons slowly. So, it, you know, lands in North Korea. And uh, I've actually looked into this before because they send in, you know, books and thumb drives that have information on them and movies and, and they're trying to spread ideas they're trying to educate whoever finds these materials in north korea um and you know i'm surprised they haven't maybe they have like done drones and things like that too you know um but i've looked into this in the past because we have one of our teletwins books the first one uh, the teletwins learn about the law we have it translated into korean we had uh, a group uh, that we worked with in South Korea do that book. And so then I'm like, oh, man, how cool would it be to to get this book into one of those balloons, you know, and and have Tuttle Twins books in North Korea. And apparently, you know, it, it's created hostilities. This this type of uh, activism has created uh, some tension between the, the governments of North and South Korea. And so South Korea has actually banned it. Uh, they they now criminalize you if you try and engage in that activity because it's so provocative to North Korea. Why? Because you know they uh, are in a propaganda war. They are they are subjecting their citizens to these lies, and they don't want the truth to get in there. And so when people force the truth in there or or use these types of methods, they don't take kindly to it. They see it as a threat. And uh, I remember that Ron Paul quote. Um, maybe he didn't come up with it, but he certainly. I think popularized it where he says truth is treason in an yeah. empire of lies. And, and so how powerful it is for these efforts to, to spread the truth. Cause you know, this gal Yanmi park, like for her, she believed the lie, right? She, she didn't know these truths. She didn't know that, you know, she was an individual and that she could have, uh, that she was being deprived of so many things. She just had no clue and how sad that is. But, uh, I've, I've always applauded these, those efforts of people who are being treasonous by, by sharing truth inside of an empire of lies. And it's just so sad for so many of the people who who live there and just don't even know how, how awful things are. Yeah, and I have to, every time I hear her speak, and again, we'll link to some videos of her, uh, just the way she can stay composed when she's talking about some of the horrors. I mean, and I won't get into to the, the nitty-gritty details, even though what I'm going to say is pretty horrific on its own, but I mean, we eating your pets and stuff. That's not like, that's, you don't have pets. Like you see a wild rat or something that is dinner. Like, and that would be like a good night. So it's, it's so sad to me because again, as much as we want to pick on America and there are a lot of things to pick on America for so many of us can't even picture what this life would be like because we've never even seen e even the most extreme impoverished people here 
are nothing like the people over there. And and like we said, they don't even know that that's the way they're living. And that's what gets me. And, and in schools, I mean, I mean, we think that public education in America is bad. In schools, I believe they do have access to the internet, but it's not like the real internet. It's the North Korean internet. Um, but but they make it seem like, like in this Vice documentary I watched, they took the American journalist to a school and they're like, look, every one of our students has a computer. Hmm. Look, all of them can do this. I don't know if you've seen the crazy videos where oh. they teach bears how to roller skate. Have you seen these? I'm not making this up, by the way. This is no. real. So they do these big grand shows for who you know the leader, Kim Jong-un, and, and they teach these kids how to dance, but it's like militarized, like goose stepping you know it's it's very synchronized dances well one of their like things that they claim to fame there is they they will put muzzles on like bears and they will teach them to roller skate and PETA hates this obviously <laughs> um but but this just goes to show you the length they go to to impress their leader like everything is about the leader it's what's called a cult of personality I'm actually I'm gonna link to one of the bear videos because you won't believe it it sounds like I'm talking nonsense but it's wow. crazy um it's just it's a whole different lifestyle and we think it's bad here and, and there are a lot of bad things here but north korea just terrifies me oh yeah it uh, and it should because uh there are so many evil things happening there and it's so sad because you know i, I think of all the things the military like if you're going to intervene somewhere you know don't don't go intervene in the middle east or in you know random countries where there's just oil and that's what you really want like if we're if, if we have to intervene in a country let's go topple the, the north korea government right like you know i i don't think that that's the right answer but but all of us like i think we need to care more about this i think we there needs to be more pressure i think uh there needs to be a lot more activism like these balloons and things like that really just trying to uh help the people there like it's so hard to know what you can do when there's such a closed down society like that and uh, you feel like oh, it can't last forever it's just gonna collapse just like sweden used to be a very socialist country but then they saw they were going bankrupt they started to adopt more market-based policies like uh, how how long can this uh awfulness go on for in north korea before you know, things start to get better. And uh, I don't know, these are tough questions, but we'll link to some of those resources Brittany mentioned at TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. It's at least good to know that some of this stuff exists because we have to be on the guard for it. We never want that stuff happening here. Um, and in fact, we are working on a, uh, a project, which I think, I don't think it'll be done by the time uh, this episode releases, but we're working on this project, uh, this this book about political villains so that we can be on the guard and understand like how did this come to be and with all these bad guys throughout all of history right how did they rise to power what what were, what were the circumstances like in their countries and communities and so what can we be on the guard for today in our own countries and communities to never let that happen again uh, because it's happened so many times throughout history and it's happening today and and i think it's important for us to know what we can do and what we shouldn't do and shouldn't allow to happen if we want to prevent you know, more North Korea. So be on the lookout for that. We're hard at work on that and so much more. TuttleTwins.com slash podcast is where you can find the resources we mentioned today. Brittany, as always, thank you. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.